0: Hello every Hello everyone. Welcome back to Before the Afterthought the podcast. I realized that um in episode 2 I said Before the Afterthought. Um that is incorrect. That is my blog and if you don't know about it, you can go and um what like check it out, I guess. Um it is Before the Afterthought dot dot something oh my gosh i'm so bad at this but i'll probably leave it in the links in the description so if you don't know about it yet now you know um yeah i actually have a blog i actually write there haven't written in a while um and that was mostly to give way to the you know all of the happenings and i feel like i will be laying back for a little bit again because um, a lot of heavy things have happened, and I am giving way for that. Also, I am not using this as an excuse to not write, like, legit, guys. Believe me when I say, like, I do want to write. It's just that, um, I don't know, it's just not the time to post anything um, personal or anything like that. Like, I just don't feel like it's right to be posting my content. When, like, I just feel so self centered, and I've said this already before. But yeah, I just felt like the podcast should still go on because it's kind of fun to do and it's super, it's lighthearted. Like, because um, with the blogs, it's like, it's heavy. It's heavy na nga, tas you have to read it pa. Parang, instead of reading my. Stories and shit, sana. You can just go on and read an article about like racism or like the government now and like our, you know, um, yeah, everything that's happening, politics and stuff. Like, read up on that instead of reading up on my um emo shit, you know. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast. Let's get this started. Oh. <music> uh, Alright, okay, so I'm not very good at this pa clearly, and I was listening back to the old podcasts, and I haven't, I told you guys, or if I didn't tell you guys, I haven't been listening back to the podcasts, mostly because um, I just didn't feel like it, like, I felt like it was so cringy to do, and so I didn't do it, because I didn't wanna... mm, live back the moments. But then when I listen back to the podcast pala, it feels like I'm a different person. Like, I'm listening to someone else. And it's pretty cool. Like, mm, I don't know. And it's also kind of lame that I listen to my own podcast, no? Parang ako lang yung listener. Kind of sad if I am. Like, hi, Carlisle. Hi, future Carlisle. What's up? Hope you're enjoying your walk. Um, Yeah. Also... I think I do need to acknowledge that if if the sound quality is different, it's because I'm um, recording at night uh, on a Tuesday night, or uh, on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. I don't know what day it is, but it's a weekday, it's a week night, and I am in my room because I didn't want to go to my car for this, and I just felt like recording right now at this very moment because i have a lot on my mind and i want to talk it out and normally this is the best way for me to talk it out besides my um guidance counselor and everything i do like talking um to open air and i guess like talking out my thoughts because i have like a lot swarming in my head right now Um, yeah, also, I realized that my volume in which I talk at is super, like, it changes every now and then, like, you can't just put it in one volume, because I could be shouting at one moment, and I could be, like, whispering in another, especially when I'm super duper, um, Mm, like emotional i'm gonna get super duper soft and i realize that like and those are normally the nicest lines that i have like my kickers you know what i mean like you know when i end well if you know my writing style it's like i write in such a way that my ending line will always be the one that hits you the most um and that's normally when i'm quiet like Verbally, my hitter lines are the soft ones, and that sucks because like you can't even hear it. Like fuck, you miss a whole kicker, and that sucks. And I'm gonna try my like I'm gonna try better to um, uh, modulate. I don't know, use the right volume so that you guys can understand me better. Um. So anyway. The reason why I was, um, the reason that I am recording this podcast very early on in the week, normally I do it on Sunday mornings, like, right when I wake up, and then, yeah, I post it on Sunday afternoon, which shouldn't be, I know I shouldn't be doing that, because normally it's in the morning that people do want to listen to podcasts, but, like, I just, yeah, it's just my time to talk, um, in sunday mornings because it's like look back at the week and everything but like it was just a lot and i just wanted to talk about day, because today was actually a pretty good day if i do say so myself like it's pretty good um today i well i've been going on walks for the past few days like maybe five days um the first time was with my sister, and then the second time was with my brother, and then I've been doing it alone now And, like, it's just really nice to go on a walk and clear my head and, like, I don't know, I guess proportionate, proportionalize. What? Is that even a word? I proportion myself to the world because I've been in my house for so long that I'm used to the space, like, small spaces already. So when I go outside, it's like, yo, the world's so fucking big. But it's really not, like it's still normal size like i'm still proportionate to the world but i felt so small my first time going outside so it's just really nice walking around um getting my head cleared and like being away from this house because this house can really be very crazy sometimes very stressful very heavy and i feel like you can really feel it um you can really feel it already in my family that we are their tensions are really rising people have been getting very very irritable and by people i mean me i have been getting irritable and I'll i'll admit that but at the same time i can tell that like my dad's getting more irritable and like everyone's just Ugh, everyone's on each other's backs and i hate it like well not everyone's on each other's backs honestly everyone's just been on my back and it sucks because i just always feel like the black sheep of the family and it sucks and i'm gonna get into that in a second like i know that i don't know actually um, okay i don't really know if i have been alluding to this um particular topic a lot but um i do talk about this topic or like allude to it Um, quite often in my everyday conversations and I didn't even notice that. Um, My counselor was the one who had to point it out that I do talk about this specific um, time in my life quite a bit. And I guess um, I should explain what it is already so that in the future um, podcasts, in the future episodes, or if ever you will talk to me already, You will understand what I have been through. And so I won't have to explain it. Because, dude, it's a long story. And it's so tiring to keep saying and saying again and again. Although it does help me. It really does help me to um, keep saying it. Like, oh, can you hear that? Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Like, it's not as quiet. And I I don't know if you can hear the crickets. But I can hear them. And they bother me. But... I just really want to talk right now. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Damn it! Mm. Yeah, basta. It really it does help me to keep reciting what happened so that I can. F- I guess like figure n- new stuff out about it. Like, um, the more you talk about something, the more you kind of untangle every thread, in the. I don't know in the in the. I don't know. I don't know where that analogy was going. I'll just use puzzle pieces. If, like, you have a puzzle, and it's so jumbled. Like, in a traumatic experience, um well, for me at least, personally, my traumatic experience can be um, associated with a... Yun nga, it, it looks like I, I really want to use thread. Um, Let's say a cloth. And you know how cloth cl- cloths have... Seams and they have they're actually made up of threads or whatever it's called, basta. They're weaved, they're just weavings of shit. Okay, and um, that was my life. I burped, I'm sorry, that was a problem last episode. Um, and also, I realized I keep swerving topics all the time, and then I go back and I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm so sorry for that. I really do go on tangents. And I really just hope that you guys mm, ride along with it. Because I do it a lot. Um. Anyway, so... I see it as a seam. Like being ripped. And something pulling... um, Pulling it apart. Like little by little. Like one thread. And then someone pulls it and pulls it and pulls it. Until the whole... Garment or the whole cloth is just undone and it's just a bunch of like tangles and like threads everywhere and basically me talking about my experience the same experience again and again the reason why my seam is untangled helps me kind of like not fix myself and not put it back together but kind of help me spin that thread into a spool so that I can use that again to make a new cloth, make a new garment, you know, use it for something else, something better. And like, yeah, basically me being able to talk about my trauma um, kind of makes me, I don't know, it, it just helps me get stronger. And now I just want to talk about it, so let's talk about it. Okay, I don't know where to begin with this. Um, I guess I will begin with saying that I am bisexual. Or currently, I do identify as bisexual. And I say currently because you never know. Sexuality doesn't change, but it does develop. And you do figure things out about yourself along the way. And so, kind of... um. I don't know, Basta. sexuality is a journey and it's not just like a, an event in your life. It goes on and on and on for the rest of your life. And so I say currently, that's not what this is about. Kind of, it is. Um, it was about my sexuality and uh, it's just, ooh, okay. So I do identify as bisexual and it got me, um, it was a very messy um, experience and growing up in not only a catholic all-girls school but in a hella damn religious family it was very very hard because i figured out that i am into the same sex at the age of 15 um and it doesn't help that the way that i came out was so messy and eventually it did um it fucked with me mentally and emotionally and it affects my um my relationships that i have even until this day my relationships with my parents it's still not okay because of this and it's i'm 20 now um so yeah it's been pretty fucked up so I'll start with, um, I guess, 14 years old or leading up, all the years leading up to it. I've always been a good girl. Please keep this in mind that I was always quiet. I was always out of trouble. I was a good girl and that was it. People knew me as the quiet one who never made any problems for anyone. As in, in my family, I was the quiet one. In school, I was the quiet one. I was peaceful. I had no drama in my life. Um, besides, nothing, actually. No, mm, yeah, 14 years old, I was very, very peaceful. Not, not very fucked up. Maybe, like, body issues and stuff were blossoming at this time. But I was essentially a peaceful person, not fighting with anyone. And 14 years old was freshman year of high school. And at this time, I met, um, you know, a barcada. Um, a group of friends that really did not change my life. Um, iconic, no. I wouldn't say this barcada was iconic. But the people in that group are still in my life until this day. Separately, we're not as a group, we're not as close anymore, but I'm still, like, these people are my best friends until now, and I love them with everything in my heart. Um, So, one of them, so we were in a row of four, and that is the people that I made a barcada with. So, um, there's a girl right beside me. Do I say names? Is that allowed? Like, will people, hmm, mm. I don't know, guys. Like, should I not say names? Okay. so there's one girl beside me. Another girl beside her. Who is um one of my best friends. Like, in the whole world lang talaga. Like, she is... um She's a staple. So, I don't... I guess I'll say her name. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> should I say her name? Okay. Yeah, I'll just say their names na lang. Or no. I don't know. Am I allowed to... Okay. I mean... They're permanent in my life, so I'm not going to, I guess I'm not, like, I'm not going to say anything bad about them or anything, like, it's just saying their name, and, like, I'm just afraid of disclosing, like, their privacy and everything, but, like, I'm not going to say their last name anymore, okay, basta. Um. So, the girl beside me, her name's Jen, the girl beside her, her name's Marga, and Marga is one of my best friends since I was um, grade 2, so I was, like, 8 years old. Um, and the last girl beside Marga, her name is Charlie. So Charlie and Marga have the same last name, and they've known each other. I don't know. They they knew each other for a bit. Do you hear my brother? Anyway, so they knew each other for a bit, and um, I didn't. Obviously, I was best friends with Marga, so like, automatically, we were linked to each other. Like, if ever there was a group work that we got the group uh, choose our group mates we would pick each other and Charlie wanted to, you know, be with Marga because Marga is her friend. So we were automatically grouped together. And then Jen, Jen and I just got close because, like, I don't know. Or I don't know. We were just, like, I just found Jen super funny. And she was, like, um, she just let me be me so freely. Like, she was so funny that it made me, like, loud like it just made me laugh a lot and because of it parang it built up my confidence and like i don't know like somewhere along the way i was just so comfortable around jen and so we became a a group of four um we just all got along and it just made us super happy and i was super happy too because i was always that kid who never really had a barkada in the class like um in class kasi Or in my school, specifically, what happens is that um, in the class, there's, like, a group of popular girls there, and they make a barcada and then they, like, they make names for each, like, they make a, like, they make it a whole thing. They make a group chat together, and then they go out, like, hanging out together and shit like that. Um, It was, like, a whole ordeal, like, excuse me, I burped again, they, they made it a whole big deal. Like, um basta they had barcadas in in my school and every year there would be a new barcada, a new it crew, and then by the end of the year they would split up again because our sections would get mixed up again. So that's how it always was. And then I was never part of it because yun nga, I was a very quiet girl. So I never had friends like that. And then when I had this foursome, I was so excited because I never thought I would be part of a friend group. Like, besides my barcada with Marga, which is me, Trisha, and Marga, Um, that's kind of important, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's important. Me, Trisha, and Marga, we've been friends since grade two. So, like, that was always my staple. Like, I never needed any more friends. Um, So I was just really excited, like, I was making friends with new people, and it was pretty damn cool. I loved it I really, really loved it and so yeah, um I was really excited uh we beside the whole school year played out, and it was pretty good and I have to mention that Charlie is gay, she is a lesbian she is she identifies as a she um I don't know how to ex- explain Charlie. Charlie's sh- she's very different from everyone else you'll find in my school um because it's an all girls all ca- catholic all girls school um we had a very strict set of rules that you had to follow like what color your hair tie was or how long your skirt should be and Things like that, um, and one of those very particular rules was to have your hair at a certain length, or just don't shave your head essentially and Charlie had a shaved head like she had a quiff, um yeah, she had a quiff, and her style is like very boyish she is um she is she is a butch. A butch lesbian, which is basically a lesbian that dresses like a guy. They're femme. Femme or lipstick lesbians who are you know, they they just look like you know <laughs> am I am I going to be like offensive or something? They just look like girls. They just have long hair and they dress like they just girly, but they like girls. Like that's it. And there's butch where you dress like a boy. It's Thibaut. Um so Charlie's Thibaut. And yeah, I just had to mention that. That wasn't very important yet at the time of 14 years old. But in the summer of fourteen, summer of 2014, around that time, I got really, really close to Charlie. Um, yeah, we just got really close. And what of it? I don't know, actually. Really trying to remember what of it. So what if we got close? <laughs> we just did. We were texting all the time. And that was it. Um, She wasn't interested in me at all. She was more interested in getting with other girls from other schools or something. Like, she wasn't... She was exactly the opposite of me because where I was quiet and unpopular and, like, not... Like, legit, like... Mm-mm, not, like, no one knows me outside of... Foo, 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 foo. I almost said the name of scale. Um... <laughs> okay, um, what was I saying? okay, yeah, no one knows me outside of my school, but they know her because they know her from other schools, you know, but so she had a reputation, she had a reputation in the school, she had a reputation in like everywhere and stuff, and I also should mention that Charlie's reputation in uh uh, i keep almost saying it fuck um her reputation in our school was not very good mostly because they were just discriminating her you know like you know she she looks like a less she is she looks like a lesbian she is a lesbian and she's open about it she's she ha- she's the only she was one of the only there were only two girls by the way who shaved their heads in school she was one of the only people with shaved heads walking around school. And those two girls who were walking around with shaved heads were put under a lot of fire. They were always um, thought of to be the outcasts. Not really outcasts, but like sore thumbs of our school. Because they stood out and they didn't want to listen to the rule of following hair restrictions. Hair restrictions. Um, so, yeah, she had a bad reputation for that, she was put under fire a lot, she had a lot of incident reports, mostly because she was accused for a lot of things, um, granted though, she did do a lot of bad things, like, you know, she, she, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, maybe I'll get her on this, um, podcast eventually, and you'll hear about her, um the discrimination that she experienced in our school actually i should do that i'll put a pin on that like remember that guys no one's going to tell me about it though um and can i just say no one hit me up for the sunscreen thing i'm gonna hurt whatever anyway um yeah where else i say so, yeah, Charlie was put under fire a lot for a lot of things. She was, bull- not bullied, but she was just oppressed by our school, and it was not nice. And so she was known for bad things. And their parents were talking about, like, there was a parent group chat, um, and she was a hot topic there, because it's like, oh, what's she gonna do next? Because, like, you know, parang m- moms like to talk. They like to discuss things. So she my mom knew about her and she, they didn't like my parents didn't like Charlie because um, for starters, she already had that bad rep. So she was like, I don't want you to hang around her because, you know as homophobic um, as homophobic parents go, they'll tell you that baka naman kasi she might turn you into a lesbian also. And okay hmm um You don't turn people. You don't turn them. You just let them. You make them realize it. Okay? And granted, there are people who just go through phases. Then fine. Like, that's fine. And then, you know what? They end up still being straight. And that's fine. But it's not on them to turn you into something you're not. You're just going to figure it out on your own. And they're living their life on their own and that's it, like, that's it, you know, they just wanna love, just let it be, anyway, so, yeah, she, my parents were, my mom was saying, like, don't talk to her anymore, because she is, um, a bad influence, and I was like, um, okay, whatever, so I still texted Charlie, um, and we got super close, and eventually, um, I did end up liking her, and it's, again, not because she turned me, but just because I'm all, I've always been this way, okay, did you hear what I said? Like, uh, I hate it. I just realized I was whispering at that moment. It's it's not because I was turned, it was because I was always like this. Okay, I said that out loud, like louder. Um anyway. So yeah. Um basically in twenty fifteen, when I turned fifteen. Oh, I don't know if I have to mention it, but, like, my Lolo died in between those months in the summer um, before my birthday. And he was very influential in my life. He was um, he was like a father figure to us. And I really loved him a lot. Um, but I felt like I couldn't make him proud um, in his lifetime because I was never an honor student or anything like that but yun he died and it made me feel like shit because i ne- he never got to see me um he never got to see me thrive in his lifetime um so i made it a point i made it a promise parang a promise that i will like work even harder to thrive now um and i guess that will come in to play later again um yeah so in summer of uh, 20 and 2015 second year of high school grade 10 um charlie and i were singing already like she and i were almost together but we weren't um and i really liked her we were in different classes but we still talked a lot we still hung out a lot and everything and after class i would want to see her because obviously i did like her and she liked me like it's a normal thing to go through like okay like let's put it in like straight perspective for the people who don't understand but like if you like a guy you're gonna want to see him a lot and that's the same for girls like if you if you like a girl you're gonna want to see her a lot and you'll do whatever you can to see each other it's like a thing it's just a thing like it's normal if you like someone you're want you're gonna you're gonna wanna hang out with them, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to hang out with Charlie, so I stayed later in school um my sister, I think she was um she had advanced classes at the time. I don't know I forgot what she was going like she had had going at that time, but um we were staying a little late, and because of that, I was extending it a little bit every day because I wanted to hang out with her and eventually I ended up. Um, there was... Uh, mm, I don't know how to explain this. Basta. Um, there was a day that I kissed her. Um, and we were in the Bahai Kubos. And there was a Yaya who saw us. And this Yaya um, reported us um, to the guidance. And there was one day... When this guidance counselor came in and she caught me and Charlie and it was horrific. It was horrific. Like I wanted to run away. I was shaking so much. I was crying. I was uh, horrified. Like you don't even understand how horrified I was, but I was because um, automatically in my head, because I'm a very tense person um, in general, very stressed out person. Um, because yun nga, i grew up perfect like okay not in like a mm, not in like a braggy way but i just grew up um, with the notion of like not notion with the idea that i will always be peaceful like my childhood was very peaceful and i was so afraid because i felt like i was fucking up that peace and my lola just died so i was thinking holy shit i'm gonna get in fucking trouble for this and then i'm going to disappoint lolo and that sucked for me like that sucked i was crying so much and i was a 15 year old girl going through like confusion like this is i was so confused about my sexuality like what am i like what did i like you know um so yeah i got caught and i told my sister about it my older sister about it and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Like, do I? what do I do? And my sister is straight. And I don't know if that's supposed to add on to this topic. But mm, she was a 16-year-old girl who didn't know any better as well. So what she told me, because in our house... We were raised perfectly and not perfectly, but like, you know, gets the idea of perfect. So the first thing she told me to do was tell my parents. <laughs> tell my parents what though? Like fucking, hey mom, hey dad, I might get kicked out of school because I kissed a girl. Uh, 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 remind you, or should I remind you that my parents are homophobic? So me telling them, hey, mom, hey, dad, I kissed a girl, period, would have fucking got me sent out of the house or some shit. The fact that I was going to get kicked out of school for it, bitch, that's what. And I'm not exaggerating. Guys, I was generally genuinely going to get kicked out of school because I was on probation. And essentially what happens when you're on probation is that if you do one more bad thing, even if it's the smallest bad thing, you will get kicked out of school because you did it while you were on this probation period. And this is very important for later on in this um discussion. Oh, sorry, time or whatever. So, anyway, I told my parents because as a 15-year-old afraid, scared girl, I didn't know what else to do. And my parents fucking, no, my dad specifically went ballistic. He went, he was mad. He was so upset about it. And it broke my heart because it's like, huh, I so I hate myself. So my dad, and my dad hates me now too. My mom was also very stressed out at this time, but she didn't she wasn't very mean about it yet yet okay so yeah the next day so this happened on a Friday okay all of this happened on a Friday we went through the weekend not knowing what's going to happen but we always had the intent of talking to the school because in my mom's mind if you're the one who goes up to them first to admit that you did something wrong, maybe they'll let you off with a lighter warning, you know. And I guess it is true. Like if you stole, like if you did, like a if you committed a crime or like something, like yeah, you admit it first, so like it's like you feel bad or something. I don't know. Does that really, does that actually help? I wouldn't know. I'm not in. I'm not like studying that law yet. Or, like, the, the psychology or how it works. But, like, um, that's what she thought. Oh, excuse me. And then when she went to school with me that day, she saw the principal. And mind you, my case was only between me and my counselor first. There, no one was involved yet. No one knew about it but me, my counselor, and Charlie. No one else. Because my my counselor wanted to talk to us first. But my dumbass went to my parents, and my parents blew it up into what it was. And so when my mom walked up to our principal, she was stressed out, and she was flushed, and she was like, Hi, I'm so sorry. Am I supposed to be talking about you for the incident reports? And then my principal was like, what incident report and so obviously she got into it she dived into it and it became a bigger case than it was supposed to be or i don't know if it was well maybe it was always supposed to be that big of a case but i feel like it could have gotten off somewhere else it could have been handled better in such a way that i did not have to force myself to come out so early on in my life without fully even um figuring out who i was yet or what i was at the time so it's pretty fucked up um in that weekend also i forgot to add that i did have a lot of talks from my parents saying that you know God is watching me and that it's wrong. It says in the Bible that you shouldn't love the same sex or whatever. Like, you have to love the opposite sex, la 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 I really don't remember anything from that time. But for, like, the past, like, they they would do it regularly to talk to me about it. When they were saying, what are you, ba, tomboy kaba?" And I'd be like, no, I'm not tomboy. But, like, I think I like this girl. And they'd be like, no, that's wrong because Jesus says no. And let me just um, let y'all know. I love God. I am super-duper religious. Not religious. I'm spiritual. I'm faithful. I don't know about spiritual. Uh, that's a whole other topic. I don't know. Basta. I love God. I love God. Like, legit. But, you know, if my God was telling me I cannot love who I want to love, then I wouldn't believe in this I may, maybe that's like problematic because it's like you can you only believe what you want to believe no i do um obey though i do believe it to a certain extent but i do not believe that god said don't love the same sex because why would god create the same sex like why would the god create this kind of feeling if it wasn't meant to be like what this was satan's creation this was satan's doing nah man god made satan too like no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't god's plan to ban this kind of love and it is love period but yeah my parents were saying all of these things like god says no god says no and whatever whatever and that was really bad for me my my mental health because it made me feel like oh shit i just wronged my lolo my dad my mom myself and god fuck me i should die you know and i was saying this at 15 years old 15 dude I don't know about you, but that's fucking young to be thinking these actual thoughts. I was serious about them. I was seriously considering killing myself at this time. (sighs) Anyway. So, yeah, my parents blew it out of proportion. um, And I was put on probation. And I was basically, um, the way it works is that I'm monitored by the school. Um, essentially, all of my teachers knew about it. I don't know if all of my teachers from my from my level knew about it, or all of the teachers in the school knew about it. But even if I was spotted in the library with Charlie, I would get my parents would get texted that I'm with Charlie, and I would get another yet another um, round of God doesn't love me from my parents. Um, So this was happening for a whole year, and that sucked balls. Um, On top of that, I was... So on top of me, you know, questioning my sexuality, which is already a heavy journey to go on in itself, um, and being in, like, the public eye, everyone knew about it. Everyone knew about my case, like, even my batchmates knew about it even my classmates knew about it because i was sobbing every single day i lost the most i was the thinnest i've ever been at that time i was my eye bags were like fucking big as fuck like oh it was dark as hell um i was crying all the time even in school even after recess and everything i would be crying my eyeballs out and i would be called into the principal's office in the middle of physics class or something like it was just that bad that everyone knew about it because, like, how could you not know about it or how could you not ask about it if it just keeps happening? It's so obvious that something is wrong because a good girl like me, someone who is known for being nothing but, like, a peaceful girl, nothing but a quiet girl, like a non-troublemaker, is getting in trouble. That's obviously, some like, something that people want to listen into. So I was in the public eye, and, like, on top of that, my sister and my I, Atalia, was not talking to me for nine months. And I'm not exaggerating that. It was nine months that she did not talk to me. She did not want to acknowledge my presence. She literally, we would not talk to each other. And I'm getting teary-eyed from saying that because it hurt me so much. Whoa, I'm really crying. I never thought I would cry about it. Like I never thought I would cry um, on the podcast. Um... It was always the hardest part for me that I was going through all of this and I didn't even have my sister um, with me through it all. It was really, really hard. Um because I genuinely believe that I had no more future. Because my mom made me believe that I had no more future. She said that because my record is soiled with this incident report. Because I had five violations in my report card on it. I would not get into a college. I would not get into any college. Because what kind of college would want someone who is as fucked up as I am? Who, who doesn't believe in God and shit like that? She was saying these things to me. And guys, I did not have my sister through it. <sighs> oh it was so bad like oh, i wish i don't know i don't know what i was thinking at the time but like it was so heavy on me and especially because i'll probably well i already wrote about it on my blog before But I really do love my sister, and I really do look up to her like a bitch. Like, I fucking look up to that bitch so much. And she left me for nine months to go through the worst year of my life. Oh my god, when the whole world was against me, it was so bad. (sighs) On top of that, though, my best friend was also going through her own shit. So, if you were thinking, why didn't you just go to your friends for it? Why didn't you just turn to your friends for it um, she was going through her own thing she uh had she was um going through p t s d or no she recently developed p t s d and she found out that she was um all of she had mental health issues and so she was dealing with her own stuff. well, I was dealing with my own stuff, and like we were of course trying to be there for each other, love each other, through it all, but like at the same time. Yo, sometimes it was really fucking tough for us, and sometimes she would have to deal with herself, and I had to deal with myself because we couldn't do it. We were 15 years old and we were so fucked up already. Um, But, you know, it's not my story to tell. Her story is not my story to tell. But um, my Barkada, um, my trio also. They were against my relationship with Charlie as well um, at the time, also by the way, we were not yet together. Um, yeah, we were not yet together, but yun nga, we were still talking to each other because i needed i needed I needed someone to be there for me through this, and no one seemed to understand because it it, it wasn 't like a lot of people were figuring out their sexualities at fifteen years old maybe they 're s- figuring it out now, but like at the time. Everyone was like, yo, what? Like, in my time, like, 2015, people were still like, oh, my God, you're gay? Like, it wasn't common yet. Um. So, also, my two best friends, um, Trisha and Marga, they're both straight. And I love them. And, like, yo, like, they're so sympathetic empathetic and they do their best now to understand what it's like and everything and at the time they also tried to understand what it was like but they did not support my relationship with charlie mostly because it was hurting my relationship with my parents because um they they knew that every time i was spotted with charlie i would get hurt and they just didn't want that for me but i just I just needed it, you know, I just needed Charlie, um yeah, um, so I went through all of that, and then I mean, I got out of it, I did get out of it, but Charlie did not get out of that um unscathed because yun nga. Um, if I was put on probation, also Charlie was put on probation, obviously it takes two um to kiss so um we both got on probation um but i didn't do anything or like i wasn't on the bad side of the school if you get me i wasn't discriminated because one, I was always a good girl, and do I look like a? I was a good student, like my grades were high and shit like that. Um, also, my grades were plummeting at the time, but I'll just. Mm. Yeah, basta it was also hurtful for me that I couldn't go into extracurriculars and my grades were plummeting and everything and those were the only things I held sacred to me because at the time I was a bland ass 15-year-old who had nothing else going for her going for her except her academics. There was no was there Vine at the time? I don't know. There was Instagram. Yeah. There was Twitter, but I wasn't even allowed to have a Twitter at the time and everything, but like basta, all, all I had going for me was my grades and my you know, extracurriculars and I didn't have that anymore and that broke me as well. Anyway, back to Charlie. I was a good student, but she was nga, on the radar and she wa- she already had a bad reputation. Parang Parang my school wanted to get rid of her already because it felt like it was they felt like it she was soiling their name. Ganon Um So uh as I said a while ago on probation you do one thing wrong and you get kicked out of school and so they used our case and as a catalyst for it and they used her hair as the reason why she got kicked out of school um and y'all i don't know about you but that sounds like fucking discrimination at its finest Fineness that's what it that mm. mess just a fucking mess <sighs> so I will get charlie to talk to talk about this eventually um but my side of everything here I just watched the person who I held on to for dear life um get kicked out of school. And it was really, lo- really, really rough on me. I really, like, I loved her already. Like, at the t- guys, I was, it was a lot. Like, I really, at 15 years old and you, everyone, everyone, ev- it was circulating around school that I was just going through a fr- a phase. But, like, no one else understood what I was feeling. No one else felt what I was going through. I, for me, it was love, and I watched my first ever love at fifteen years old. Wow, so tragic. But like, I wa- I watched my love get kicked out of school, discriminated, and it whoa, it closeted me like to the to the max. Like, yo, after she got kicked out of school, I was like, I need to fucking like square up, like fix myself and shit. Like, I um. I don't know, like, I felt the need to hide all of the sudden because I was so exposed at 15 and freshly finding out about my sexuality and not even knowing if it was actually, like, it. Like, was this really it? Is this really it? Like, am I final on this? Because it felt like I needed to put out a statement right away about how I was feeling because if I didn't put out a statement... Like, everyone's going to be like, "What?" So you're just using Charlie for the cloud or something, like, what? Like I had the staple, like I had to label myself already because there was no like there was no other way. I couldn't just say that it was a fluke because it wasn't. It wasn't a fluke, but I couldn't just say that I'm sure that I already like girls, like I couldn't say that. But I had to put something out so that people would shut the fuck up. So people didn't believe me. They were, like, saying, like, genuinely, people could say... I I could list names of people who said Carlisle is just going through a phase and Charlie is just, um what do you call it, capitalizing on it. Um, I could list names because I know who these people are and it sucks that they talk about it and they're definitely not um listening to this podcast. But, like... Mm. It sucks ass that this was what I was going through and what Charlie had to go through because people didn't take our relationship seriously. Um, they didn't take her seriously. They didn't take me seriously. They didn't take my bleh, bleh. they didn't take my sexuality seriously, and that sucked. Like as a fifteen year old, you're going it's going to be ingrained in your head that you're not valid. You're not valid because do, people are just saying your feelings are a phase. That's it. And that is deprecating, bro. Like that sucks. Um so yeah, I hid I closeted myself like a bitch. Um I broke up with Charlie and I ghosted her for 3 years and um to people it to other people it seemed like a strong move because it's well to Charlie's friends it was different. And Again, I'll let Charlie talk about her side another time because I feel like it should be talked about. Um, because again, you know she's always been bathed in a bad light, and I wanted her. I want her to be able to say her side of things. But I did ghost her because, um, parang I was desperate to go on a new leaf. I I ghosted her like a few like months after naman after she she got into a new school and transitioned into a new school but like I ghosted her because I wanted to leave that that bad part of my life behind. It I ghosted her because I was um I don't know like it gave me so much anxiety to think about that time. Because to me, it made me feel like I was going to be shoved and beaten down again for what I felt inside for someone else, for her specifically i was I was terrified that I felt this way for her, and I was not allowed to, and I was just desperate to please people again. Um, yeah, I wanted my sister back on my side. I wanted my parents back on my side. I wanted them to trust me again, and so I did everything I did everything to be perfect, like guys, you don't uh. I became an honor student, which is great. I got a lot of um medals when I graduated um I went on an exchange student program um I was part of the newspaper, the school newspaper. Um, What else? I just did a lot. I spoke. um, I spoke in a forum. And I acted in like... um, A culminating activity and everything for the best works and whatever. Um, Basta, I did everything to rise up again in like... People's opinions of me. I don't know. And... On my part, that was really bad because I hid myself and I hurt someone in the process. Um, I hid myself because I felt like it was wrong. And I wanted to prove to everyone that it was a phase because um, that way parang people respected me more. At the time, that's what I felt. And... it was a bitch move, it was so bad, like, I really, I, she was going through, she, she went through hell, dude, like, she, she got kicked out because, because of me, and, like, okay, me, and her friends were kind of mean to me about it, not gonna lie, but, like, um, I would under I understand why they were mad at me for it because it's like she got kicked out for me. She stuck by me and when she left, I left her. Like that's an asshole move. Why the hell would I do that? Like it just felt like it wasn't worth it then. Like her fighting for for me and everything, like it wasn't worth it. And I'm going to cry again. But I'm telling you, it was, um, and I'll get into that in a bit, but, um, (laughs) what was I saying? I don't even know. Um, Yeah, I don't know where I was going. So I ghosted her for three years, um, and she was transitioning into a new school obviously it's hard being a new kid and everything but it's really i'm really really glad like she's a very friendly person very charismatic and extroverted charlie so um it wasn't it was hard for her to make friends but like she made friends and she made best friends there and i'm so happy that she did like she made such good friends there and she grew like she she matured so much um she really did um she found new friends as well. And she did le- level up. Like, I think she did become, like, an honor student. And she did go on student exchange programs also. Like, guys, she leveled up. She really did. And, like, I wasn't there to see it. But I was just so happy that she was still growing. And I didn't hear from her from, uh, for a while. Like, guys, when I say I blocked her, I blocked her everywhere. As in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, email, phone number like everything it was yeah it was crazy um so yeah fast forward um i was going on with my life obviously three years has passed and i was doing well um i wasn't really i don't know i i think i I did grow for sure and i'm i'm definitely a different person from who i was um Three years ago, like completely different, I am a student leader now, and i am i 'm not introvert i'm <laughs> I am introverted, but i 'm not quiet anymore and everything like i 'm known for more than just being the quiet girl now um and I did make it a point to make a name for myself because I just wanted to kill that fifteen year old like i don 't want her to exist ever, and she will only ever exist in my mind now forever um but I did change and while I was changing she was also changing Charlie was changing very much um in the best way possible obviously if I grew she grew as well and she became so zen and like she's on she's like oh it's a lot like when we met up again it was crazy um okay so Let's like take it back a few seconds, uh, not a few seconds, a few years um when I first ghosted her, um she wrote me a very thick letter. she wrote me a very thick letter, and in it was like eight pages of a letter that she handwrote. wrote, and yeah, I didn't read it. I did not read it because my best friend, Trisha was there with me and she was like, Carlisle, you're moving past this. You're moving forward. Remember, you're not supposed to talk to Charlie anymore. You're not supposed to have her on your thoughts anymore. Right. And I was like, yes. And she was like, okay, so give me that letter. You don't need it. And I was like, okay. So I gave it to her and I told her, Hey, burn it. And so I did. And then fast forward. Um, Three years later, yun nga we met up, and it was very different. thought she she caught me up in her life, I caught her in, up in my life. Mind you, I was I was already fully grown into being a bisexual at the time. Like I fully have been, I fully accepted it. I um I don't know, like I embraced myself already. Like this is it, this is okay already for me. Like I feel like this is it. Um, so yeah. But I did not want to date any guy. I what? No joke, lang. I don't want to date any girl. I've been dating guys, um, since her. I I had like a lot of guys that I liked, um, after her, and yun nga I have alluded this in my other episode where I talked about this GH boy who who broke my heart and everything. That was all after Charlie, um yeah what's it so yeah i did i was well past her i i like i kind of moved on from her like i didn't really have feelings for her anymore because yun nga, i was dating her er, i was dating around already so it was fine um eventually we did end up getting together again and that's my relationship now i'm currently in a relationship with charlie yet again but this time we're kind of doing it correctly or you know doing it wiser this like wisely wise more wisely. correct grammar maybe maybe um so we're doing it more like wisely this time um I know how to handle it now and that the way of handling a relationship like this is just really not telling your parents, guys, I'm sorry. Like, if you are um, not accepted by your parents, um that don't mean that you, you don't accept yourself either. Just accept yourself and let yourself love because you know what? Your life is short. And if you're just gonna not allow yourself to love, then you just robbed yourself of the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, I'm not not, like trying to hype up my relationship with Charlie specifically. In general, I am saying let yourself love whoever you want to love and let yourself experience that love because you only really live once. And it's just a waste. If you closet yourself all your life. Granted, I'm not publicly out to people. I don't say it to everyone. Um, But the important people know. And now I guess the listeners know as well. Um, So yeah, Um, we're doing it wisely this time. In the sense that I told all of my friends already about it. Um, i'm very open i'm very open about my relationship now um i introduced charlie to my college friends who are so great with it like they're so accepting of charlie they're so nice i my heart i'm so happy that they get along with charlie and charlie loves them like ah love that i love that um what's it yeah and like Obviously, my high school friends like Jen. She like she was she 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 knows. Um, Marga and Trisha, of course, they know. They were the first people to know. My sister knows. My younger sister also recently found out about it because I told her. Um, yeah. So there is definitely growth there and my guidance counselor was afraid like when i was first telling her my story and i was first telling her about how i like you know wanted to die at 15 years old and everything like that um she was very uh, concerned at the start she was very worried that oh my god maybe this girl is still living through that trauma um But, you know, I'm growing with it. And, like, she's happy for me, too, that I am in this relationship with Charlie. Because it just goes to show that I'm not avoiding Charlie anymore. There were literally times... There were literally school events where she would go, like, she would visit the school. And I would bawl my eyes out. as in panic attack and everything. Like, I could not handle it. And my friends and their boyfriends had to escort me out of the area and, like, let me cry and sob. Because it was that much of a mess. Um, but I'm not like that anymore, obviously, because like she's she and I are together now. I don't panic, I don't have a panic attack anymore, and that's great. That is wonderful. That's wonderful. It was like best, best, best. Like, I'm so happy that I have grown past that, but I am also not going to hide the fact that I have been fucked up by it because of the outer um not outer external the external relationships that were affected at the time of this um traumatic experience of mine as in my my um my friendship mm, no my relationship with my sister definitely was put on a strain like definitely like it it was strained what is that correct Um, it was strained in the sense that there was a, there, I don't know, in my heart there will always be, um, that, um, fear of abandonment. Because she was one of the most important people in my life and she just left me. Oh my god, why do I keep crying? Okay, (laughs) um clearly i'm not yet okay with it and eventually i will be but like i have never been hurt like that ever like i was continuously hurt during that time like by everyone who i loved and that just gave me such a low self ex- self-esteem and um, gave me mental health issues that I still have to this day. I have crazy paranoia um, that someone's watching me and that someone's going to take away my um, my love again. Um, and I'm working through it. I am. Um, I have anxiety all the time because um, all my life I was fearing the future because I felt like I was fucking it up. And I still feel like I'm going to fuck it up again. Um, And I'm always just afraid of doing the wrong things. So I always try to do whatever everyone wants me to do because maybe other people know better, you know? Because, like, at 15 years old, I didn't know any better. And so I made these mistakes. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I fucked up my life. I fucked up my mental health. I'm always going to be fucked up. Like, la, 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 la. But... If there was one thing I took away from this, it was really... Okay, I was very goal-oriented. I have always been goal-oriented, and I was focused so much on growth. I learned that if I ever wanted to move past this, I first had to come to terms with the mistakes that I made. And the mistakes that people made that affected me. All my life, I was... Or all my life, for the past five years, I have been processing my mistakes and my mistakes only. And I was always blaming myself for it. And I was always like, this is my fault that my sister left me. This is my fault that my parents hate me. All of these things. I always blamed it on myself but what you're supposed to do is process everything as a whole um now i'm kind of processing more what my what you know what the other people did to me cuz i just let people walk over me for you know that time in my life because i felt like i deserved it or i felt like i didn't deserve better is the better you know phrasing for it it's not that i felt like i deserved shit it's that i did i didn't think i deserved any better than this like my sister didn't talk my sister wasn't talking to me fine i deserved it that's not true though i don't deserve that and i'm learning through counseling that like i'm learning to say that i do deserve good things in my life um because I'm a good person and I am I believe in you know I believe in standing up for myself now um with my parents though I don't know how I'm going to fix that we did not touch it up touch up on that topic yet with my uh counselor and so I don't know how to process it I still think that I'm the black sheep of the family. I still think that I am the disappointment that my parents should have just never had. Um, Sometimes I still get those dark thoughts where I just don't want to exist because maybe it's going to be easier for people if I just didn't exist anymore, if I just wasn't alive. Um, Do other people get that? I don't know. I grew up with like a fucked up relationship with people. So like, I wouldn't know. I don't know. Um yeah, it be that way sometimes, huh? Yeah, um let's take a little doodle doodle do break so that you guys could like refresh. I feel like this was heavy. Let's um let's calm down. Alright guys, so that was my defining moment or my defining year, <laughs> um that was my traumatic experience and i just wanted to say that you know your trauma it comes from whatever you think it really um what it comes from whatever you think was really important in your life or whatever was really like what really affected you it doesn't have to be something so grand like if I mean, like, okay, I'm not downplaying trauma. Like, it couldn't just be anything, okay? But, like, I'm also not saying that there are, there are some things, there are some things that scar you for the rest of your life. And that's, even if it's, like, something small, like your dog died, if it scarred you for the rest of your life, that means you're tra- you're traumatized. Even if it was something small like that i mean it's not small of course love the dog but like even if it was something like that compared to like being beat up as a child or something like that it's still valid and you were still hurt and you were still affected and even if you don't think it counts it i if you feel sad about it if you think about it a lot you should go get help um you should go talk about it to someone who is a professional uh don't i mean like okay yeah tell your friends about it and whatever like go at your own pace let them know let them know what you're going through and everything as i said last time but don't put it on your friends to fix you don't put it on them to be your safety blanket through it all because again they don't know what you're going through they don't understand what it's like being in your shoes no matter how hard they try and that's not their fault um understand people as they try to understand you as well seek help seek help guys you don't have to be fucked up to be able to go seek help like Look at me, um my parents do want me to go see a psychiatrist. they saw they showed they what they I did go to a psychiatrist, but and I have been prescribed meds for my depression and everything, but I don't want to, and I don't think I need meds. I think I just need psychotherapy and for now that the pandemic is going on I can't get that so I have been going to my guidance counselor and you know it's not the help isn't invalid like the help is helping you know like it doesn't have to be a therapist it can just be someone who knows how to process your feelings, but make sure that someone is also a professional because they're they're trained for a reason. You need to go through training talaga to handle such heavy things because I know that when I was put on on I was put on the spot to provide like love and support for someone and I didn't understand. It was hard for me. And I beat myself up for it. I mean, like, okay, yeah, like, I am speaking from, like, you know, like, of course, they're going through a lot also. But you're going through a lot as well because you don't know how to help. Um, So, yeah. I definitely have, I'm, I'm pretty okay, guys. Like, I'm not, like, fragile and broken anymore. I'm pretty whole, I'm an adult, and I, am, I, don't, see, I don't see it as a dark, well, I do still see it as a dark time, um, but I don't cry that bad anymore, and I don't hate myself for the way that I felt at the time. And I understand why I was so broken. And I understand um, that it's not an easy thing to go through. And I don't have to beat myself up for it. And I don't have to heal from it five years later. Uh, I mean, of course, I have to heal from it eventually. But I don't have to heal right away. Um, what was I saying? I'm in a happy relationship now with her um, we're going pretty strong. We have addressed a lot of the issues that we had before, um, and we're growing through it. We are. We're doing very well. Um, what else? I am in the dream in my the school of my dreams. Um, that was actually one of the first boxes that were ticked off after I, um, you know. After I went through all of that, and then, um, you know, I never thought I'd have a future. The first box that was ticked for me was that I would never go to my, to any college. Like, I would not go to college, period. Um, Sorry. I would not go to college, period. Um, I did. And I'm in my third year of college now. And who would have thought that I would make it this far, right? Like, no, dude, it's not even that I'm just in my third year of college. I am an honor student. I am a student leader. I am in my dream school in a damn hard course. Like, I am thriving. And I'm happy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um I'm pretty proud of who I am today but I do still have problems. I am working through them. But I do have problems and they fucked me up real bad, but yeah, I w- want to go to he- I want to help because I don't want to be I don't, I want to be a mom one day. I want to give birth. And if I have this baggage uh, i if i still have this baggage when i'm older i'm pretty sure i will have it for the rest of my life yeah but i cannot have unprocessed feelings about this un- like and carry it on to my child the thing that i learned from my mom is that you really do have to process your feelings um because if you have those feelings and you carry it in your heart and you raise children, you're just going to carry those problems onto your children. My mom has her own issues. Um, and she has gone through her own trauma, you know. Um, and I definitely do need think that she needs help. Like, she needs help. But she didn't get it. And so she... Put her anxiety and her high stress on her children, and guess where that led? That 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 led, you know. But again, it's not her fault, cause I in, in her time it's also not Usa to go get help and like obviously people don't really people don't really do that. Like it's expensive, obviously, but yeah, talking to a professional, um, seeking help do it before you do become a very major figure in a child's life, a growing child, so that they will learn how to process their feelings better. Um, yeah. And on that note, I think I will end it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. Um sorry again if the audio is bad um i learned charlie said that charlie's also the one who's been like fixing my technology she's been really good with it i'm i really suck at technology but like charlie said that there's something wrong with my mic so that's a great feat for me um but yeah i think i'm gonna be buying a new mic or something i don't know um also sorry about the sound if you can hear the crickets and everything sorry about that um and sorry i almost cried like thrice in this podcast it was very emotional but thank you for sticking with me through it it was a pleasure talking to you guys today um and i will see he will not see you i will mm, i don't know the word i'll you'll listen to me next week i don't know We'll meet again soon. Ganun na lang. Okay. Bye, guys.